You can either work in the business or you can work on the business. They have the knowledge and skill to be successful. Yesterday is gone and tomorrow has yet to come. Dive all in on the next chapter of your life. Hi, everyone. This is Greg Alexander, the host of the ProServe podcast, brought to you by Collective 54, the first community dedicated to the boutique professional services industry. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about doing business with the government. And the reason why I picked this subject is most of our members are focused exclusively on the private sector, and there is an opportunity potentially to grow their firms by learning how to do business with the government. And on this episode, we've got a role model, an expert in this uh, area. His name is Frank. Frank, I always mispronounce your last name. Would you pronounce it for me, please? Samatalis. Samatalis. I don't know why I can't get that, but I'll commit that to memory. So would, would you please uh, introduce yourself and your firm to the to the group? Sure, Greg. Well, thank you very much. Before I introduce myself, I just want to say I've always been a, a huge fan uh, and believer in mastermind groups and um, collaborating with people that uh, bring a, different frames of reference uh, to the conversation. And I just want to congratulate you and the team on Collective 54. It's uh, In the short time we've been involved, we have picked up many gems uh, that are already having greater moments for our firm's uh, uh, growth uh, and value. And I want to thank you and, and everybody at Collective, Collective 54, including all my fellow members who have been very open and candid and provided a lot of those gems along with yours. So thank you for this opportunity as well. Um, as, in terms of an introduction, we, um, we are a government relations business development firm. Uh, we're unique in a couple of ways, and I know that sounds probably a little uh, um, uh, uh, maybe not so authentic of a statement to make, but, uh, but I'll explain why I, we feel that way about it. But we really focus on solving problems that keep leaders up at night, uh, whether it's a founder, a CEO, uh, CFO, or even uh, government officials or uh, um, community leaders. And we're pretty open-minded about uh, the range of those kind of problems. But what we've learned time and time again throughout our 40 years of doing this, um, the intersection of business and government um, can have a tremendous uh, positive and negative impact on a business. So we try and avoid those pits and falls for our partners and clients, and at the same time are available to them um, when in fact they do get blindsided and there's an issue they just can't quite tackle, whether they're regulated uh, or whether they are selling uh, goods and services uh, to the government or exploring opportunities in that uh, regard as you as you opened up this podcast. Perfect. Well, again, thank you for being here. You're going to be a wonderful guest today. In preparation for our time together, I I spoke to some members and I asked them, you know, what they would want to hear about. So I've got uh, a few questions and I'm going to jump into those. And these are going to be in the category of kind of the basics. Um, the starting point for our members is is many of them don't even know, you know, how to even get started. Um, the first question that I had from a member was, you know, what does a advocacy group or a lobbying firm actually do? And is it wise for somebody in our community, which is, you know, the founder of a small services firm, is it wise for them to 
you know, approach one of those firms and, and ask to partner with them? Um, that's a good question. And I'm going to, I'm going to just say not so fast. So let me just uh, maybe frame up, um, uh, kind of the, the environment a little bit, um, with the little time that we have, I'll do my best to be succinct and then, and then answer, but hopefully it'll help answer the question as well. Um, First and foremost, elections matter. Underline, circle, asterisk, highlight that. And so what a small um, uh, professional services company or mid-sized professional service company has to be careful of is not to investigate um, uh, purely opportunities um, that may be born from a new administration, uh, something that is unique maybe, in the world that we live in today, uh, there are uh, very opposing views of how to uh, serve uh, the taxpayer and communities. Um, and so for a small company and as risky as it, as it, as it may be, uh, you're much better off in taking a look at what your current ideal client profile is, what your core competencies are, and then doing in this, you know, without engaging a firm at this point, really just investigating on one's own. These founders, as we know, are very, very bright, um, very resourceful, um, and, and, and look for opportunities that are, are, are more insulated uh, from the election cycle. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think the founder and, and, and the founder's team are probably capable with technology today to, you know, because they're keenly aware of what they do, what problem they solve, what value they bring, and then look for maybe some, at this point, it's hunches and instinct, uh, maybe uh, educated kind of uh, guesses uh, before they walk into a, a lobbying firm. Um, and why do I say that? Um, most lobbying firms, not all, are generalists, not specialists. They're obviously exceptions. Um, and they're the type, generally the type of personalities uh, where they're extremely hardworking, they're very bright, their their relational capital is extraordinarily useful uh, to a founder. But if you don't point them or help point them in, in at least a specific direction, um, what you what the founder may discover six to 18 months down the road and after investing a significant amount of money or a modest amount of money, depending on, uh, on the scope uh, that they engage with, is that they've met a lot of important people. They've met, um, they've walked the proverbial halls of a county complex or a state legislature or a state agency or even a federal agency, um, only to find out they've met a lot of um, people with big, important titles. But when they look at their P&L, there's really nothing to show for it. And so you've got to really help point that um, uh, government relations expert in the right direction. And it will also help the founder um, find a firm that aligns best with at least what their what their thesis might be. Uh, as I said, most of the firms are generalist, um, but they often have like our subject matter experts across a wide range of of areas. Um, and it's good to to come to a firm with at least a little bit of uh, some understanding of where. Uh, the low-lying fruit is. Excellent advice. That's going to save all of us lots of money and frustration. Um, Okay. My next question was, 
understanding legislation. So, you know, our members are reading and watching TV and they see, you know, big bills get passed like the Infrastructure Act and all that. And, and they're trying to figure out how to understand it and capitalize on it. So what advice would you give a member when they're trying to understand a piece of legislation and find an opportunity? A couple things. Um, it was what Mark Twain said. There's two things you don't want ever uh, watch being made. Sausage and laws. <laughs> it's rough and tumble environment. And there are and legislation is generally a, you know, a manifestation of a lot of influence, um, advocacy groups and uh, special interests uh, all have something uh, at stake. Um, and so by the time a piece of legislation passes, uh, generally, um, it has what we like to refer to a lot of stakeholders' fingerprints on it. So in terms of doing, you know, how can I, how can I as a founder um, exploit, and I mean that in a, you know, moral and ethical way, uh, a, a piece of legislation to, to, to build my business, uh, what you don't see at that point, uh, once the legislation is passed, is all the folks that have had impact have written the language. There's for every line, every word is coming from somewhere, whether it's a staffer in a cubby hole mm. with a light bulb hanging over their head you'll never meet, <laughs> or uh, one of the usual suspects, uh, uh, whether it be an industry player or a government relations firm, and certainly the legislators and their staff as well. So it's it's better to get out front. Um, it, it's particularly for a founder just delving into this, uh, quite a risky proposition to react to a large uh, uh, piece of legislation uh, that that on the surface appears to be a great opportunity for them, only for them to find out that you know there's it's it's what we call in the South home cooking. Mm. Uh, having said that. As a founder, um, a good approach can often be to partner with one of those usual suspects. Um, and I th and and what I've learned from Collective Fifty Four and and interacting with some of the of the uh, founders is that they do business for uh, large uh, and medium sized uh, uh, firms that have quite robust business. Uh, pipeline with the government, whether it be state, local, or federal. And so approaching them uh, is a good idea to see if they could bolt on to those opportunities so they don't have to try and uh, sort out, you know, all all the details and just provide a, you know, as uh, part of a solution. Now, one of the risks um, in that um, and it, it is that typically, not always, uh, the, the uh, and this is a broad generalization, but it's something that you know needs to be sorted out. Is when you're interfacing with a private sector, we'll say a client, a founder's inter with one of their, they're typically going to be talking to somebody that's in the commercial side of the business. And one of the things that we focus a lot on, it's actually become a a product that we've developed. Um, uh, and and I'm I, I don't know, but I would imagine other firms. Do this too. McKinsey's certainly done, and and several other firms have have done some interesting research on this. Is those commercial 
practices are not necessarily tied off or aligned or what we say integrated with the public sector side of that firm. So you may have some issues um, going from, you know, whoever the, the typical contact is that you deal with on a day-to-day basis and transitioning into, you know, partnering with them on a, on a government um, on a government project. But I think knowing that up front uh, informs the the founder what questions to ask, and if if that firm is not um, integrated, if the if the prospective partner um, is not doesn't have government relations integrated into the private sector sales, then you're going to have to navigate that. Mm-hmm. But that's another way to maybe faster, more efficiently, more effectively get into the market, particularly because you're leveraging you know relationships that are at this point for the founder uh, based on trust and experience and track record. And they may be more likely to, the the client may be more likely to bring in on some opportunities. Mm. So partnering, that that's a great recommendation. And, you know, you mentioned the word relationships, which, which leads me to my last question here, which is members are wondering, you know, should they get involved with elected officials? Should they try to build relationships with, uh, you know, the people that represent them? Um, any advice in that area? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, I, I said earlier, elections matter and relationships matter. Um, we all know that in business, right? And it's no different, and maybe even more so um, in in politics and in government. Is you know, get involved, get engaged, be prepared if you do um, uh, for uh, the elected officials. Um, when they enter campaign season to, you know, reach out and ask for your help, whether it be volunteering or providing financial assistance and that sort of thing, which is another reason why I wouldn't want, I wouldn't recommend a founder start there just uh, because it could get very expensive um, and more, more, maybe risk, more risk associated with saying no to too many of them mm-hmm. only to come back later and ask for some help. So, uh, there's a lot of information to um, gather before doing something like this. So I would want to know, you know, who historically has been behind that candidate or that elected official, because uh, there could be some unintended consequences. You may find out that they have a longstanding relationship with a firm that might be a competitor and they might be less inclined to help. Um, so there's, you know, there's a lot of uh, due diligence up front. Um, the other, you know, the other piece of that uh, that's related to that is there's ways to um, ascertain what competitors are spending, uh, both in donations to elected officials, as well as what lobbying firms they've hired and how much they're paying them, uh, so that you can get a good, you know, analysis of the landscape and make sure that you know you're not talking to somebody that at the end of the day might be a competitor um, or a uh, a friend of a competitor. So this was fantastic. I mean, today's short session was just to talk about some broad ideas and we were very successful in doing that. You know, I'm, I'm left with the feeling as I'm sure our listeners are, there's so much more to that. So um, when we have Frank on as our weekly role model and we do our private Q&A session with him, uh, members will be able to ask Frank questions directly regarding this, because as you can see, this is multi-layered. But uh, Frank, on, on behalf of the membership, this is unique. You started off by saying you are unique. I, I believe that you are. You certainly are to us. 
you know, we, um, many of our members have expressed interest in expanding their firm into the government, and they don't really know how. And just a few things you share with us today have been very helpful. So thank you for being on the show and contributing to the collective. Well, thank you, Greg. I, you know, with the economy taking, uh, you know, we just had the Fed meeting out here in Jackson Hole. Um, you know, there's some potential black swan events and the like uh, that are uh, on the horizon, whether they'll come to pass or not, who knows, but government is the largest purchaser of goods and services in the country. Mm. Uh, and they're not going to stop. And this could be a great opportunity for your members to shore up uh, their PL and even grow their business at a time in, in an uncertain time. Yeah. Okay. All right, so for those listening, I'm going to give you three uh, calls to action. First, if you're a member, attend the Q&A with Frank. Look out for the invite. Um, if you're a candidate for membership and you want to become a member, go to collective54.com and fill out an application, and the app committee will get in contact with you. And then if you just want to learn more, I direct you to my book, The Boutique, How to Start, Scale, and Sell a Professional Services Firm, which you can find on Amazon. But uh, with that, uh, I wish everybody good luck, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.